The Old Testament reading for this morning comes from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, beginning in the 31st chapter at the 31st verse. Jeremiah wrote, That's right. The time is coming when I will make a brand new covenant with Israel and Judah. It won't be a repeat of the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took their hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant even though I did my part as their master, God's decree. And this is the brand new covenant that I will make with Israel when the time comes. I will put my law within them, write it on their hearts, and be their God. And they will be my people. They will no longer go around setting up schools to teach each other about God. They'll know me firsthand, the dull and the bright, the smart and the slow. I'll wipe the slate clean for each of them. I'll forget they ever sinned. God's decree. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh God, you said that you would put your law in us. And so we come to you in worship in search of the author, opening our hearts and finding communion. Open our ears and our minds that your word for us this day would be written on our hearts. Amen. Well, the exiles in Babylon and the remnant left behind to eke out an existence in the devastated land of Judah were certainly looking for and hoping for change in their social, economic, and political situation. They were bitter, and much like us, they were looking for someone to blame for their misfortune. Well, the people knew from their personal and communal experience that the original covenant hadn't worked out so very well. The Babylonian exile was proof in the pudding. They were experiencing the fruit of poor choices made by earlier generations, and it just didn't seem to be fair. Something obviously needed to change. So God decides once again to do a new thing. Even though treated unfairly throughout the history of God's people, since the tablet covenant of Moses in the Exodus years ago, God comes back again, but not just with a repeat of what didn't work once before. God comes back with a new covenant. What is it, though, that makes this covenant in some way new? Well, God's character remains constant and trustworthy. What changes is Israel's desire to keep the law and the covenant. The change is really in the words, I will put my law within them, write it on their hearts. I will be their God. They will be my people. You see, the covenant at Sinai, it was written on stone tablets. And the commands of that covenant were literally spelled out and were meant to be memorized and studied. However, what was meant to be a living relationship with God all too easily became a head thing, with lots of prescriptions and checklists 
of what to do or what not to do. And I really think that one of the temptations for folks is to turn the living reality of faith into some kind of object that we think that we can somehow manage or control. And by the time of Jesus, for example, the covenant at Sinai had been so objectified that the scribes and the Pharisees had constructed what looked like a huge hedge of lesser laws as a protection around that centerpiece of the Ten Commandments. And in this way, the relationship between God and God's people had become primarily a matter of the head and not of the heart. But before we go and get all mushy about this new thing, let's just look at this idea for a minute. You know, when we look at the phrase written on the heart from the prophet Jeremiah, I think that we often misunderstand what God through the prophet Jeremiah was saying. Because when we hear the phrase, we immediately think of emotions. Because for us, the heart is used as a metaphor for the seed of our emotions. However, for the ancients, the bowels or the stomach were considered the center of human emotions, not the heart. The heart, you see, was the center of intellect and will and for making decisions. So to say that the new covenant would be written on the people's hearts means that the new covenant would not be based on something as changing and fickle as our emotions. Instead, God declares that it will be put within us, it would be embedded in us where it most matters in a way that helps us to function and make decisions. This new covenant is not something that's external to us but functions within us. God gives us the capacity to be faithful and obedient. And as a result, the covenant relationship with God can become all that it was originally intended to be, a delight to the people, not a series of what not to or to do's. And the very foundation for this new covenant is introduced with the notion that God will wipe the slate clean for each of them. God will forget that they ever sinned. Have you ever said, I distinctly remember forgetting that? God's selective memory loss is the key to God's most important communication with us. This fresh start new covenant promises, and all the promises that it holds, are possible because while we may hold grudges against earlier generations or even against our creator, God does not hold grudges. In fact, for our sake... God suffers from intentional, selective memory loss when it comes to our sins and unfaithfulness. And this knowledge of God's merciful and forgiving character works an internal change in us and engraves God's law, that is God's will and character, on our hearts and embeds it deep within our core. God's selective memory loss means that God does not give up on us. The people in exile were tempted to believe that God had given up on them. And the prophet tried to help them see the big picture. One that even had room for hardship in life as a part of the covenant. 
You see, the future of God's people did not hang on Judah's self-restoration, but on a new act by God. And our faith does not hang on our own self-restoration, but on the new covenant that finds the deepest expression, the ultimate expression in what God has done for us in Jesus the Christ. That means that we don't have to keep relying on the same old reruns of our lives. God is not some cold-hearted judge keeping score, but is more like an attentive spouse who leads us into a deeper relationship, or a watchful gardener who plants something new and living deep within us that we might continually experience the promise of new life, hope, of resurrection moments. It's all about location, location, location. Amen.